and welcome to episode 44 of the False Start Podcast. My name is Kayla Hamill and joining us today is our co-host, Justin Ramos. How you doing? I don't know if you heard, but there's now a second team in LA and one of them is a team that nobody actually wants. Okay, let me think really, really hard. Okay, a team that nobody wants in LA. It's the Bruins, but other than that... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, College football jokes. Yeah. Just in time for the national championship. To no, be over. wait, that already that happened. That already happened. <laughs> um, or it might still be going on. It, it actually might still be going on because I think they're still moving the ball for a first down. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. Uh, no, but you are correct. The San Diego Chargers are now officially the Los Angeles Chargers. A joke that I've made all season long is that the Chargers were moving to Los Angeles because there's no way that city was going to vote to keep them there. Right. They needed two thirds of the vote to raise taxes in that area on hotels and and other touristy things. And it was a tourist tax. Yeah. It wasn't even for San Diegans. It was for people like me. Yeah. People like me. That, that would go there, go well, to the zoo, that would go to SeaWorld, that yeah. would go to see the Padres, that would go to see the Chargers. All those things sound awful. Okay, the zoo's okay. The zoo's okay, but SeaWorld, the Padres, Comic-Con? Comic-Con is there? Comic-Con's there they were for about another year. Maybe. Well, the Comic-Con stadium. Well, yeah, well, Comic-Con's not going to be there for much longer. It's going to it's going to Vegas pretty soon. Oh, that's is my that no. That's my where pred- they're building the Raiders Stadium. No, that's where they hold uh, CES. That's not a that's not a conf- confirmation. That's a prediction. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it can't stay in San Diego like anything else that San Diego has. It just it's can't stay too there big for the city. Yeah, yeah. Like, SeaWorld can't have it there anymore. <laughs> it's bad. That that is true. Football can't have it there anymore because it's bad. Um, do you see? I feel conflicted about this. How do you feel about? The Chargers moving to L.A. First for the city of San Diego and then for L.A. It gives me a second option to go possibly see a Panther game closer to home. That is nice. So yes. it benefits you? It That's does. Good. I mean, even though San Diego is technically closer. It is, but by the way. I love L.A. much more since I'm from L.A. Oh, it's so much more traffic. I liked going down to San Diego. We went to go well, see that Patriots game yeah, a couple but years for, ago. Well, it was a nice experience. There is traffic. The stadium was awful. But you have to know how to navigate L.A. The new the new Ram Stadium is going to be right next to the freeway, which is very nice. Right. The new, which is also which is going to be the Chargers. Um, it you know, the Coliseum is pretty easy to get to, even though it is an awful stadium. Okay. Um, the Galaxy Stadium, which is where the the Chargers are going to be playing, I haven't been there in about ten years, but it's relatively easy to get to. Yeah, so it's the StubHub Center. It has 30,000 seats, and it's in Carson, California. Yeah, Carson. Apparently, it's on the campus of Cal State San Dominguez, yeah. which is something that I've never heard of before. I used but, to live in Carson. Not okay. the best place. Oh, I've heard of Carson. Yeah, I just not the, not the best place, but still, it's relatively easy. There's a free way to get to everywhere in L.A. Isn't everyone in Carson a Raiders fan? Everyone, I'm pretty sure you get a little Raiders jersey when you're born in Carson, right? Uh, Carson, yeah, and all the surrounding areas as well. You're all pretty much Raider fans. There are no, there are no Charger fans in LA. 
Yeah. They so don't exist. The Chargers, when they were invented, they played their first season in L.A., and then they played 59 seasons in San Diego. It's like so the, they don't have a fan base in L.A. Not it's like, like the, the Rams yeah. did. It's like the Clippers. They went to San Diego. The Clippers originally are from San Diego. Right. But there are no Clipper fans in San Diego. They're, <laughs> all, in, they're all in L.A. Right. It'd just be weird. <laughs> yeah. So the Chargers ran out of places to go. So they had to back into this stadium deal with the Rams. <laughs> they should have went to St. Louis. <laughs> they do have a stadium there. There's already a stadium there. <laughs> that would have been weird, though. The St. Louis Chargers? Yeah, no, that doesn't sound right. There are no Charger fans in St. Louis. So I don't feel bad for the city of San Diego, and I'm going to tell you why. There were multiple chances for the people of this city to save this football team, and they didn't. They didn't show up to the games. They didn't buy the tickets. They didn't vote for the tax. The city of San Diego, it feels to me like they have no love for their sporting events. Now, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't have the knowledge about the Padres, about if they sell out every one of their games, but I know that the Padres aren't very good. So... I don't feel that bad that San Diego's losing their football team. Of course you do. Like I did with St. Louis. Did you feel bad for St. Louis? I did. That city, I think, embraced the Rams. And yes, they won a championship there. So it's easy to jump on board. Yeah, San Diego never never won a championship, though. Did they? Have they won a Super Bowl? Um, I know that Dan, Dan Fouts led them to, to a, a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I don't know if they, they actually, actually won, won it. one. Yes. So, but uh, but you're coming from the perspective of a fan that has never endured a bad season or seasons or decades, right? Of a bad football team, right? So you're 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 kind of jaded in that in that perspective. That is true. These people in San Diego have. I mean, we, when we went to that game a couple of years ago, there were no San Diego fans there. Yeah, and that's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, so I can understand, especially they don't want to pay the money to build a stadium. They don't want to force people to to have a billionaire not pay for a stadium. Well, the other story that came out is that Dean Spanos actually doesn't have that much money in comparison to other NFL owners. Uh. Whereas Jerry Jones can build his own stadium without the help of the league or the city of Dallas or the state of Texas to raise any taxes. He can do it on his own. Dean Spanos doesn't have that amount of wealth. So if he can't afford to move the Chargers, why won't he just sell them and then someone else can build the stadium? Ask anybody from Microsoft if they want to buy a stadium, if they want to buy a football team. Um, Microsoft is connected with the Seahawks. Yeah, but somebody like for, like a former guy. Oh, because we we got we got I forget his name. Ball, uh, Paul Bomber. Allen? No, we oh. got Paul Allen that owns the Seahawks. The Seahawks. But then you got um, it's Bomber. Steve Bomber. Steve Bomber, who owns the Clippers. Right. It's got to be somebody else in that in that park that can <laughs> buy another football team. Buy Gates. another team. Yeah. Bill Gates could Would buy a team. Would you like to buy the Los Angeles Chargers? He, and move he them would back literally, if he bought a football team, would be the most powerful, the richest owner. In that room, Jerry Jones would have to step aside. Yeah, because Bill Gates is like I think the second richest man in the in the world. Yeah, yeah, Jerry Jones. Who <laughs> doesn't matter anymore? Bill Gates is here. Right. So, the Chargers are going to be in Los Angeles, and they're going to be the second team to fill the opening in the Joint Stadium 
that Stan Kroenke has agreed to build and pay for, essentially, and the Chargers will rent space Yes, as the second team in Los Angeles. Uh, and like we said, they're going to start playing their games for the 2017 season at the StubHub Center in Carson, and then the new stadium will open and both teams will play there, very much like the MetLife Stadium that the Giants and the Jets share in New Jersey. Can you imagine in this weird world we live in if it's the Rams and the Chargers that are sharing the stadium, right? Yes. What if by a weird chance, say six years, seven years from now, the Rams and the Chargers are in the Super Bowl <laughs> and it's being hosted at that stadium? <laughs> That'd be really weird. That'd be so weird. It'd be the freeway Super Bowl. It wouldn't even be a freeway Super Bowl. It would be an it'd be a hallway Super Bowl. <laughs> a hallway Super Bowl. Yeah, because they're so literally the owners are in the same place, and it'd be yeah. so like weird. And uh, I don't know. But what if the Chargers won the Super Bowl, and then Stan Kroenke would have to display those banners in oh. the stadium that he built for the and who, Rams? Yeah. So if if these if these because the Rams is a storied franchise that has banners to hang. Yes. So. And the Chargers have banners to hang as well. Like they may not be Super Bowl championships, but there's divisional championships or I believe and AFC. And AFC. So right. do they each now get a side? Is the left side where the Rams? Essentially, it's it's very yeah. much like the Giants and Jets. Right. But the Jets don't have that many banners either. So no, it's just a picture of Joe Namath. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. I think it's like oh. Jets accomplishments, and then it's just a picture of Joe Namath, and that's it. That's a good. That's a good banner to hold down, though. He has a great fur coat. He does. Gotta say, he does. Um, and lost in all the shuffle is that the Oakland Raiders are now officially out of the Los Angeles market. That isn't a market that they could go into, even if they wanted to. Um, which I think a lot of city officials are kind of happy about. Um. There was this idea of returning the Raiders to Los Angeles might not be the best thing for for that area, especially in Inglewood. They just believe that it might bring the city energy that they're not necessarily looking for. I don't know if I agree with all of that. And I don't agree with that either because you can't take a team and then automatically just brand them with this effect that they have on people. Right. That's just the players that have that effect on themselves. Right. Because the, the Raiders Those have built... Those teams don't exist anymore. The, uh, not, the Ra- to the le- the not to, not to the level. Derek Carr is not going to go out there and massive and face paint. And, and Have you seen his eyes? He has great eyelashes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean... But his eyelashes don't scream axe murderer. They scream, like, how, much, how many hours did he spend in the mirror perfecting that? Right. No, and I get it. But it's just... Especially now with the Raiders the way they are now, where they are this... They're a good franchise right now. Yes. It, it would have been great for It LA. makes so much sense now to have have had the Raiders move to L.A. instead of the freaking Rams. Right. Because the, the Raider, there are Raider fans in L.A. That's true. There are I don't real... know if you can put the Rams and the Raiders in one city, though. Oh, the, no, I mean, the, would, Ra- the Raiders and the Chargers in one city, though. No, you can't. That's, that's, that's a safety issue. Right. That's a, that's a definite safety issue. Right. And that's not, you know based in fantasy that's fact there are issues where fans have issues with each other right people die yeah yeah um so that las vegas raiders proposition might be a fact 
in the coming years. Uh, again, the owners have to vote on it and approve it and uh, take steps from there. However, the NFL has added a new incentive to building stadiums in other cities. You get a Super Bowl. Yeah. So a Super Bowl would be coming to Las Vegas, which would be, That'd be the all best, sorts of fun. That would be the best Super Bowl Super Bowl week. The ultimate destination. It would be because you have it's February. It should be nice weather. It should I mean, be it's in a desert. There's no other conventions going major ones like CES is over by then. Right. CES just finished. The I think that's it. I mean, February is a perfect time. In the middle of the desert, it's a city that I've always advocated to where you can have any event go. You can have any event there, and the city would not blink because right, they can handle it. They can, it's the only city in the way. world that can handle a massive of influx of people. Right. Because of it's a city of hotels. They should hold the Olympics there. Well, there's there's no such thing as water. That is true. There's no water. You can't have the Olympics the there. The Summer Olympics. Or the Winter Olympics. You well, can't. you can't have the Winter Olympics in a desert. That just no, doesn't work. You also can't have uh, the, the the summer ones because you need a beach. Yeah, that's true, you right? Need, there I'm are, there are to think about beach volleyball. You do need a beach. Well, I was also talking about rowing. <laughs> <laughs> the rowing is a sport. It is you a sport right. in the Olympics, rowing yes. Rowing is a sport. Um, so, yeah, no, but it is the only city where you can have this massive influx of people. Right. So if the Raiders move, do move to Vegas and we do get that Super Bowl city, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think it would be really fun. That would definitely be really fun. And maybe the Raiders are in it because the Raiders look like they're taking some huge steps forward this year. Got to hold on for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's true. But, maybe you know, the Raiders might be this new, maybe a new dynasty. Well, yeah, because they're, they're so young. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's talk about some coaching hires that happened and then we're going to get into the divisional round of the playoffs and tell you who we think we will win will be still victorious. Picked, I still haven't picked yet by the way. And go to the chance. Still staring games. at the paper. All right. Well, you think about it. And I'm going to talk about some head coaches. Uh speaking of the Rams, they just hired a new head coach in offensive coordinator Sean McVay who was with Washington for a few years, helped um, convert the Washington offense under RG3 to one under Kirk Cousins, turned that into a really high-powered offense, made uh, Deshaun Jackson uh, a bigger factor than when he was fighting with Chip Kelly. And then you have... Pierre Garçon on there. Garçon. You've got um, uh, the tight end, Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed, when he's not punching people in the face. That's true. Please don't do that on Monday Night Football. It's just weird. They're wearing helmets, and you have a bare fist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he turned that Washington offense into something that was really exciting. Top five or top ten? I know it's definitely top ten. Did it ever hit top five offense? I'm not sure. Because I know that offense was really good. It was. I don't think it's a top five offense. I'm going to go with top ten. Okay. Um, The Chargers... Recently, Los Angeles Chargers, which you can see on Twitter if you go visit their Twitter page, it is they advertise themselves as the Los Angeles Chargers. They have a new um, Twitter logo. I'm not really sure if this is going to be their new logo going forward or if they're just celebrating the move to L.A. So they changed it to to 
advertise that they're moving to LA, but it's going to continue to be the the crescent moon lightning bolt. So that's something to look forward to. But they hired Anthony Lynn, the offensive coordinator from Buffalo, who started out the tight ends coach earlier this year, and now he's a head coach. Yeah, because that's he, a crazy meteoric rise. It is, but he did a very good job once he was given that job. I mean, they were putting up yards and points in Buffalo. Yes, to the that point is true. To, which is what, which raised the question of why did why is Rex Ryan the coach if he's this big defensive guy? But now we're just this, we're putting up all these yards and points. Right, we're an offensive first team. Now we're an offensive first team. What is the point of Rex Ryan being here? Right. So he did a good job. I don't know if maybe. It was a little quick on the trigger, kind of like what we talked about last week with uh, Jim Bob Cooter. Right. Like maybe it's just, you know, you know, glass fantasy, fantasy, glassy, glassy eyes, glazed over eyes. Like, oh, this guy's doing a really good job now. Right. Now he's the head coach. Yeah, that that might come back to bite him. We have to see what he can do, essentially. Um, the Chargers do have a lot of weapons. They've just got to stay healthy. They do. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, and Joey Bosa turned out to be a really, really good draft pick now yeah. that they've got him signed and, and happy. All that nonsense is out of the way, yeah. Right. Uh, the Rams is going to be a much more deeper challenge because you have to raise Jared Goff to the level of an NFL quarterback, you which to, I don't think he hit at all this year. Right, you got to get Todd Gurley back into the line, back into even a shadow of his former self last year. Right. Because he disappeared this year you got to get some free agents out there um we just talked about deshaun jackson he is going to be a free agent maybe you can lure him to los angeles maybe he, the, uh, if he doesn't want to go back it's to a great place to live if you have money that's true it's it's a very fun city too so yeah if, if, if he you wants if, to get out of dc which i don't know if it's you know where he wants to be right i mean when you when you stop to think about the cities you can go to when you're a football player that are exciting you got new york you have south beach right you have la now la chicago uh, chicago's kind of cold it's cold but it's there there's, it's cool there's a personality but but jay cutler is there <laughs> for how long though for how yeah, long? but he's a wide receiver that's true they do have to go they to have meetings to, together exactly uh the bills uh now sans offensive coordinator have hired a defensive minded head coach again uh and they have pulled over your defensive coordinator sean mcdermott from yeah congrats congrats to that guy um he came in with ron rivera he was part of the the first team of coaches that came over when we moved away from john fox and brought in ron rivera and he had i think four years in a row where the defense was top 10 from right. I think the second year up until the year before last when we went to the Super Bowl, top ten defense. So he's he's a really good coach. He knows what he's doing on defense. Don't let this past year of Carolina's play reflect about his ability because we were hit with that gutting of the secondary. That is true. Of not even just Josh Norman leaving, but uh Peanut Tillman retiring. Um, uh, Harper leaving, going back to the Saints, Saints, and two rookies at corner. So don't let don't let this past year, you know, mess up his record too much. Right. Um, Sean McDermott runs a four three. 
instead yes. of a three four. Four three. So that's gonna change up Buffalo's defense. Yeah, four three, and I think four three is. I'm, I'm maybe I'm biased because I've I've only known de- my defense as a four three the entire time I've been a fan of the football team, which has been uh, for its entire existence. Right. So, I think a four three. It, it's it's a run stop. It's a run stopping defense, and I think that's what they want to do in Buffalo. Right. Um. So, like you said, um, Sean McDermott, uh, his defenses have finished top ten in takeaways since 2013. He twice finished in the top ten in points allowed, and um, even though the Panthers were six and ten this season, uh, he was still able to. Uh, keeps them in the top ten in DVOA, so right. that was that's a really yeah good we were sign. I think we were top five in sacks this year, and I believe even, also interceptions we did a good job with interceptions as well this year too, as well. Right, um, there is a rumor that he will tap uh, Panthers linebackers coach Al Holcomb to be his defensive coordinator, and there is also a rumor that the secondary coach Steve Wilkes will be promoted to defensive coordinator right, for yeah. the Panthers. Right. I believe he's looking for a job as well, and if he doesn't get it, I believe they will upgrade him to defensive coordinator. Okay. Um so that deals with the Bills, which the Panthers do play next year, so that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Uh the Jags have decided to promote their offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach which interim. is always a weird term yeah, to the, me the interim head coach well interim i understand because they let go of gus bradley but the but the head coach slash assistant head coach like no there's only one head coach that's why he's called there's no vice coach. president of coaching yeah it's just weird um they decided to keep doug marone around he uh was formerly of the Buffalo Bills before they brought in Rex Ryan, and then he said, peace, I'm leaving this team, and was hired by Jacksonville, and now he has another head coaching opportunity, which I think a lot of people thought was a little strange. But they have... He did walk away from a team. Right, but I think the biggest story there is that it kind of feels like a puppet head coach, because Tom Coughlin is now the... The VP. The VP of... Everything, things. pretty much. He's in charge he of that team. He has control of the, the 53-man roster. Yes, he's basically the GM in a weird way. Yeah, you could say that. He's going to be making, he's going to be right there for draft picks. He's going to be right there for scouting. He's going to be right there for... I think he's going to make the Blake Bortles decision. Do oh, yeah. Do we keep him or do we cut him? Yeah. Um. So, yes, Tom Coughlin was also hired there in Jacksonville. He had his meeting today. It was a 10 o'clock meeting. And Probably started right. at nine fifty-five. Right. Yep, and I, I hear that there were some. Was it true that some reporters weren't allowed in since they were technically they were late? They were late, so yeah. they were not let in. Right. Yeah. That's pure Tom Coughlin. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so that organization is going to be different. Yeah. And then the Broncos hired defensive coordinator Vance Joseph away from the Miami Dolphins. This sounds who like a just joke. Just got slaughtered. It sounds like a joke. In Pittsburgh. Like, Although not technically their fault because Matt Moore couldn't stay on the field, which was very understandable if you saw that hit that he took. Yeah, but he's a big boy. He's a veteran. He should know to get down. I don't know, man. That guy was not in the TV screen and that he was at the TV screen. He was. That's true. From our perspective, he was not at the TV screen. But from Matt Moore's perspective, he was on the field. <laughs> 
uh, that was a really fast hit. Somehow he passed the concussion protocol. Well, he wasn't hit. Seconds. He wasn't hitting the head. Apparently, he was hitting. He was hitting the neck. Oh, I thought it was the jaw. I thought he was hit where Luke. I Kishore thought. Was hit. I thought he was hit like right here and then moved up. Oh, okay. Kind of like the the Drew Brees hit a couple of years ago. Oh yes, the one that was flagged that you didn't think should have been. It flagged. should not have been a flag, but whatever. I've already lost that argument years ago. <laughs> um, so Vance Joseph um, was hired by the Broncos. Apparently, John Elway was very impressed. Uh, what I found interesting about him is that he held the press conference and immediately said he has no interest in calling defensive plays. Right. So they so brought why in. Why did you bring in a defensive mind? Yeah, they already have a defensive-minded person on the team. He's called. His name is Wade Phillips. Right. Who everyone on that defense when they won the Super Bowl said Wade Phillips is the reason why we're this good. Right. So you already have an all-star defensive coordinator. Why do you need to bring in a defensive-minded head coach who's not going to care about defense? Right. This when is why I thought Kyle Shanahan was the perfect. Kyle fit Shanahan. For I know they already tried their luck with Josh McDaniels, but people like that that can up start that offense which is in shambles right and which is weighing that that franchise down and they decided to go with the defensive guy who doesn't care about defense it was just weird i just found the whole thing very strange and we'll have to see what the broncos do moving forward if they decide to keep trevor simeon and move forward with him as the starter or promote paxton lynch off the bench um which we saw him play a couple times this year didn't look so good but Rookies aren't supposed to look good, unless you're Dak Prescott for some reason. Then you look phenomenal up until the last few weeks of the season, which leads us to our divisional round. Can we start with, because we got three good games here. Uh, We do have three good games here. Can we start with the game that's not the goodest? (laughs) Okay. Or the best. So, you want to talk about the Packers and the Cowboys. No, that game's going to be great. I want to talk about the freaking Patriots versus the Texans because I don't want to oh, en- I, I end the show. I know it's your show and you can end it on like the, the worst note possible. <laughs> but <laughs> no one wants to end the show talking about Houston versus the Patriots. They could play Jimmy Garoppolo and Houston would still win. Or I have lose, heard that. Lose. I have <laughs> heard that rumor. Of, do you think Bill Belichick will sit Tom Brady and play Jimmy Garoppolo so Tom Brady could take two weeks off? Um, I Tom Brady already that. had four weeks off. He already had his <laughs> vacation, okay? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sure, we can start with this game. Uh, it is top left, and we read from left to right. Right. So, I don't know if you've heard this stat, but I've heard this stat this morning. And I think, I'm sorry. It's. I think it's the funniest thing. If Tom Brady were to throw 35 interceptions... On 35 straight passes against the Texans, he would still have a better quarterback rating than Brock Osweiler. Yeah. 35 straight interceptions. That is crazy. It is crazy. Would Bill let that happen? Oh, no. <laughs> if if Tom Brady went... No, no, this is actually a serious question. If Tom Brady went out and threw six interceptions like Peyton Manning did, or th- was it three when Peyton Manning got pulled? Three or four? Um, the game where he broke the record? The game where he broke the record but was later benched. I think it was three. It was three. Say Tom Brady throws five interceptions just on a game, a regular game where he's not trying to troll anybody. Would Bill Belichick pull him? Playoff game or regular game? Regular season, middle of the season. Regular season? Middle of the season where you're, where most wins count. All wins. Oh, well, all, it's football. All wins count. 
I think so. I think so? I mean, I'm thinking of the last bad Tom Brady performance. And I think the last really bad performance that I can remember is the Sunday night showing in Kansas City, where I think he threw three interceptions interceptions. in that game, and he was benched for Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Well, because at that point, the game was already decided. That's true. The score was so lopsided. Right. Um, I think when the score gets that lopsided, you, 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 you pull him anyways. The player that, unless, you don't want him to get hurt. Unless you're Pittsburgh. That's true. Unless you're Ben Roethlisberger and you take a hit on the last play of the game because, Reasons. I don't know, you're still throwing the football and I'm right. I just, I don't understand. Anyway, so yeah, no, Houston Patri- Patriots. This game is boring. Um, It's nice for you. It is nice for me. Um, however, it might not be that nice for me because then I'm going to have a really good team coming into my house in either Kansas City or Pittsburgh. Um, a team that is really talented and probably the best team that New England is going to face all year, considering that they faced a Steelers-led team, Sands, Ben Roethlisberger. Right, earlier, and, and they Seah- struggled too. a Seahawks team that could have done more, but oh, they, they didn't. Could, right, sure. And but you know uh, you've played Houston this year already, haven't you? Yeah, we played them in week three. Week three with Jacoby Brissett, uh, that's quarterback. right. That's why I don't remember. And we won twenty-seven to nothing. Right on Thursday night when they had four days to prepare a quarterback how to play football in the NFL. Right. So this just leads me to more of what JJ Watt was there. JJ Watt was there, but now JD Jadavian Clowney is here now. Oh, J.J. Watt will be on the sideline, and anytime Jadavian Clowney does something good, the camera will pan to J.J. Watt to get his well, reaction. Well, J.J. Watt has it in his contract that he needs to be seen at least five times a day by the <laughs> camera, so that way he can keep his money flowing. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one good thing about this game, I think, because we're both picking New England to win, yes. obviously, um, the one good thing about this game is it is heavily believed that Vince Wilfork will be retiring after this year, so he will be... If the Texans do lose, he will be ending his career in Foxborough. In Foxborough. Which I think is is semi-poetic. It's bittersweet. Yeah, it is bittersweet because you He's would, losing want, the game would want him, to his go team on. to go on. He would want to win one more Super Bowl. But he loves the Kraft family so much. Right. And we've seen that so much over the years. So it would be... Um, nice, I think, for him to say goodbye to both Houston and New England at the same time. I think that's a little, that's that's very sweet. Um, and all the former co- coaches and players that uh, are now with Houston going back into Gillette Stadium, it's nice to see them all again. Uh, but outside of that, the Patriots offense is going to score points. They're going to score points, and the best part of Houston is that defense. Right. So Brock Osweiler is not some crazy magician who came in and was able to beat this good team. He beat a Connor Cook-led Raiders team who was collapsing before his very eyes. The Raiders' offense did not allow Connor Cook to perform well. They wanted to protect the football. They wanted to run the football. It was a lot of screens that didn't go their way because the Texans busted that open. Right away. Interceptions and, and turnovers. So I think if the Patriots just run their regular offense and don't turn the ball over, 
it's going to be an okay game. I don't think there's going to be any weather in this game, so that's not going to play that much of a factor other no than the weather. cold. No weather. We're being transported to a, a strange dimension where there is no weather. <laughs> well, it's going to be cold, but I don't think it's going to be snowing in Foxborough. Or rain or anything like that. Um, which is sad because I really want a snow game and I wanted to play the Raiders, but I can't get what I want, so this is what I'm stuck with instead. Yeah, I'm picking the Patriots too. I don't see it. I don't see any team beating the Patriots in Foxborough. Going to be freezing. Other than Pittsburgh. That's yeah. the only team on in the AFC side that I can I can see beat Pittsburgh uh, beat the Patriots. In Foxborough, yeah. In Foxborough. I can, it's I just can understand. It's just the way that the world works right now. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry. Pe- I'm, yeah. All right. So since we talked about the number one seed in the AFC, let's talk about the number one seed in the NFC. This game's hard to pick. This is the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Green Bay Packers, the red-hot Green Bay Packers, who did not really like the receivers of the New York Giants running around topless before the game and decided to uh, cool them down a little bit. I thought the Green Bay secondary was going to get thrown all over. That's what I thought. I thought Odell Beckham would have an uh, would have a, a field day, but he can't hold on to the football. Yeah. He had butterfingers the whole night. Can I ask you a question? Sure. You probably won't like my answer, but yeah. Do you like Odell Beckham? I do. I like him okay. a lot. All right. I do. I like him a lot. I like him. I like the way he play. I like the way he performs when he performs well. I like his attitude. It reminds me of uh, a lot of a younger Steve Smith. I like the way he goes out. He talks trash. I like all that. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about him. I feel like it's a lot of talk and not a lot of backup. I feel like every time he opens his mouth about something, about the referees or about his preparation, he goes out on the field and there's no... There's no there there. He doesn't back it up. Oh yeah, but, but he's still technically. And he's young. He's young. Yeah, this is his first playoff game, and I have I he's have on no the road. I have no issues with Odell Beckham going on that cruise or whatever. I have more of an issue with Victor Cruz being the veteran, not stepping in and saying this is what we need to do. Right. I have Victor Cruz is he's a Super Bowl. He has a ring. He's been to the playoffs. He's been in this league for what now? Nine years. Uh, something like that. He, I think he has two rings. Yeah, he's got, he's got, I don't know if he's got two. I don't know if he was, maybe only, I don't think he was there for the first one. I think he was there for the second one. So he's got a ring. He's the veteran presence, veteran presence for the wide receiver. Shepard is a rookie, right? Odell Beckham's never been into a playoff game before, right? He's supposed to be the voice of reason for these guys, yes. And he failed, yeah, he absolutely failed. So I don't have a problem with Odell Beckham because he's a kid. I have an issue with Victor Cruz for not being, stepping up and being a leader. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a very good point. Um, I know that the Giants GM has said recently that he should grow up. Um, that's not the GM's place to say that. That's the coach's place to say it. I don't know. The coaches don't seem to say anything, though. Well, the coaches, the coaches kind of knew. But that's the coach's place to say that. Right. I don't think it's the GM's place to say that about his players, unless you're Jerry Jones, because Jerry Jones owns the world. And then apparently he punched... A wall in Lambeau, uh, yeah. which I found weird. Yeah. Does does him punching the wall mean that that he cares more than all the other players on the Giants team? Well, he's, lost? I don't know if he cares more. I just because think he, I don't think he cares more. I just think he cares. 
Because I think Eli also cares, but Eli didn't have to damage anybody's property. Well, that's because Eli is is like a, 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 a is he is literally ice flowing through his veins. He's an emotional. <laughs> he couldn't feel anything. He's an emotionless he husk <laughs> that wins that wins football games. Um, but Odell Beckham, we already yeah. know, is is very emotional. So he's gonna take it out. Yeah, I, I don't know. And there's so now there's this whole story about do the Packers fix it and send the Giants a bill or I have I don't no know. idea I, I, how that's going to I would get keep it worked out. I would keep it. I would put a poster over it, and when the Giants come to play, you take the poster down. <laughs> that's it. That's pretty great. Yeah, that is pretty great. Um, so, so let's talk about the Packers because they're the team that won. Yeah. Um, um, Aaron Rodgers threw another hail mary just for fun, just for fun. They need at the to. End of the half. They need to check him. For something, I don't know <laughs> what the something. <laughs> I don't know what the something is, but he can't keep doing this. How do how do how do these people, the the secondary, not know how to defend a hail mary? Well, there was major offensive pass interference. So not, that that is a factor. Not really. It looked fine to me. Oh no, he pushed people. There was full extension. There was, but still. But you're never gonna get that call on an. No, not on a hail mary. Right. No, because it's, it's everyone's bunched up and right. jumping for the ball. So you have the to only play difference defense. is you have to be behind the receiver. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how people don't know how to defend the hail mary at this point. Against him, he's done it four times now. Right. In the past two years, it's insane. It's insane. So Aaron Rodgers is really good, and he won a playoff game, which yeah. is not his forte. I said this last week. He doesn't have that great of a record in the playoffs. Yeah, I know he's got. A, I know he's got a ring on his finger. But I voted against Aaron Rodgers for the past like eight weeks <laughs> on my picks. Yeah, and for most That's of them, no, it's, it's it's ruining my picks. I'm doing it again though. I'm picking the Cowboys. I, I'm picking the Cowboys too. I need they someone to. Haven't been in the news, right? So well, they gotta be. Preparing. Ezekiel Elliott got into that car accident outside the stadium. Oh, the fender bender. The fender bender. Right. And um, Dak Prescott uh, made a interesting statement about being multiracial a couple days ago. Okay. That was interesting to hear him talk about. And I get it too because it's it's actually kind of true. But um, that was interesting. So, but they're healthy. Yeah. They're um, motivated. They 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 have a MVP or a Rookie of the Year candidate in two of their players. Right. They have the best offensive line in football. Right. They have a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes. They have the best running back in the league. Yes. They have a... They have Sean some, Lee, they have been Sean, amazing. They have a defense that doesn't break. They have a all-star, sometimes all-pro, sometimes wide receiver in Des Bryant. <laughs> this year, he's been up and down. Okay. So, it, do you think... Um, did Des catch it is going to be trending on Twitter at any point during this game. No, because it's in Dallas. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's in Dallas, and that's the only reason why. Because <laughs> if it was in Lambeau, I would be on the Twitter. Hashtag <laughs> Des caught it. Yes, because I still refer to Des as the person that we have to call if it's a catch or not. Yes. But um, So after all I just said about why Dallas should win the game, eBay still has Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And I've been going back and forth because 
for most of this week, I wanted to pick the Packers as well because I've seen them recently. I've seen how that offense works. It's hard to argue against Aaron Rodgers right now. But you've got to remember how good the Cowboys were when you saw them at their best. And that was so long ago. So it's hard to keep yourself in that knowledge because you had that bad performance in Philadelphia. Sure. You had that... Um, bad game against the Giants. The opening game? Um, the one in early December. Okay. So, oh, the one where they got... Li- they, so okay. cow- the Cowboys played four games in December, uh, two of which they lost and two of which they won, but they didn't look so good. Well, the so, second one that they lost is because they was because they weren't trying. That is true. Tony Romo... Tony, they opened up with Mark Sanchez. Well, they opened with Dak. Prescott actually okay, okay. played. Okay, so and then Romo came in. Scored no, a touchdown. no. Then Mark Sanchez came in, threw an interception, and then Romo came in and, and threw a touchdown. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Sanchez was in, and he threw an interception like on the fourth play. Oh. And then Romo came in. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they weren't trying against Philadelphia, and the Giants have their number. That is true. And now it's they don't have matchups. And now they don't have to worry about the Giants. Right. But we've and, seen this matchup before between the Cowboys and the Packers in and, Lambeau. And the Cowboys won. And the Cowboys roasted them and in they had, Lambeau. And they had Jordy Nelson at the time, too. That is true. Jordy Nelson with a fractured I know ribs. we don't know if he, he says he, he he's hasn't... fractured ribs. He he's hasn't, not going to play. They haven't ruled him out. He's not going to play. They haven't ruled him out. He has fractured ribs. <laughs> I've seen Ben Roethlisberger play with one foot. <laughs> Uh, and he's, he's the one that throws the play. football. No, he's not going to play. I know he's not going to play, but they haven't ruled him out. <laughs> but I will I will say this about the the Packers. They their offensive line is not very good about run blocking. They cannot open up the running lanes for anybody. I know they don't have any running backs. Right. But they are one of the best offensive line when it comes to pass blocking. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has all the time in the world. Minutes. He can bake a cake <laughs> and still throw a touchdown pass. That's there was there was a play in the game. You weren't here to watch it with me. You were somewhere else. Yes. But um, he was in the pocket for seven seconds. Oh yeah. Just, no, I watched just, that play. Just dancing. Yeah. And then threw and a touch- completed pass. A touchdown pass. Oh right. Yeah. Okay, that one. Yeah, yeah. that one. That you. The, there was multiple times so I got a little confused. Yeah. <laughs> there was. He was ducking over people. He was running around. He ran out of the pocket, back into the pocket. Up, down, through a touchdown pass. It's a very good offensive line. It was like Madden. Yes, it was. So it's a very good offensive line when it comes to pass prote- uh, pass protection. Right. And still Aaron Rodgers. But I gotta, I gotta. I have to believe. I have to believe that the Cowboys can win the win the game. Right. Yeah, me too. That, that's exactly where I'm at. I can't imagine a world in which the Cowboys are one and done. Because if they are one and done, all we're going to hear for the rest of the offseason is, should they have started Tony Romo? And did he make the right call? And I can't live that way. I just can't live that way. I don't need that storyline. to. Well, that storyline story will be there for like three months. But then the next storyline will be all the Cowboys fans going, oh, now it's definitely our year. And they have a much tougher schedule next year. They, they do. They got to be prepared. They, they, and they, this and is their year, I think. This oh, yeah. is their this best is their, shot. This is their one shot. And I know Dez, is Dez up for a contract soon? I don't think so. No, I don't they just think he's him. one of the top 25 free agents. I don't, I think he's I think set. they can consider trading him. I think they can consider Possibly. trading. He hasn't been a big of a factor this year in their success. That's true. It's offensive line 
that quarterback and that running back. Right. What's his face? The 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 white boy. Their version of Julian Edelman. Beasley. He's the star running wide receiver in that offense. You gotta have yeah. You gotta have the skinny guy that catches all the screens. Yeah. Des Bryant is barely there. True. If you can get a first round draft pick for Des and maybe but some. But he can throw now. He threw a touchdown against I don't the know, Lions. I don't know why they unveiled that play. Yeah, I don't know either. They should have unveiled that play at the Super Bowl when they played the Patri- when they played the Patriots. Because we'll know. Belichick would would have went. Oh, they got that for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except they did it with a wide receiver, not a quarterback. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we're both picking the Cowboys. Yeah, we are. Um. So the next game that we should talk about is back in the AFC. It's between the three seed and the two seed. It's the Kansas City Chiefs playing a host to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who won the game against the Miami Dolphins 15 real-time minutes into the game. Yeah. Real-time minutes. That opening drive. Antonio Brown was like, bye. And then he did it. Yeah. And then he did it again like later. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Ridiculous. And then yeah. they had that one drive where it was just Le'Veon Bell for the for whole drive. Plays, I think it was. It, yeah, Catches it was and runs. 80 yards for yeah. the whole drive. Yeah, that was great. That was ridiculous. Yeah. So Pittsburgh is so healthy and so good. And that offense is running on all cylinders. And healthy because Ben creepy. did get hurt at the end of the game, but he's not in his walking boot anymore. Right. But he's a god. He's, he's going to be. Fun. Yeah. Even when he's at 80%, he's still good. Yeah. Big Ben. He's still great when he's at 80%. And when he's at 60%, he's sometimes even better. But <laughs> He did make some bad decisions in this game. He I did. do want to point that out. He did have two interceptions. Um one of them was a tip off the line that was not that one of that was one of them was not his fault. One of them was a tip off the line and then it bounced up and then went behind the receiver and then the guys caught it. So I don't blame him blame that him on that one. Yeah, I, I would just be concerned with a ball hawking defense like Kansas City. Oh yeah, because they always they always take the ball. That away. they would take, that they would have more interceptions that the Dolphins let fall through their hands. Sure, and the Chiefs also score off of their interceptions too. Not either by immediately off the interception or Alex Smith leading him down the field afterwards. Right, that's true. So. I think this game is going to be really fun. It's going to be a lot of Le'Veon Bell. Although it's another game. Um, All four of these games are rematches, by the way, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, So this game happened earlier in the year. I think it was like week six or week seven. It was also a Sunday night football game, much like... um, Oh, that wasn't a Sunday night. That was a Thursday night. Your Thursday night. The Patriots-Texans played on Thursday night. It was a primetime game, though. Um, Primetime game... Between the Steelers and the Chiefs, the Steelers waxed the Chiefs right before their bye week. And then the Chiefs were like, okay, we're going to go on this bye week and we're going to roll off a whole bunch of wins and not worry about it. So, what Chiefs team are we going to see? Are we going to see the Chiefs team that is dominant? Are we going to see the Chiefs team that we saw against the Titans, that we saw against the Steelers? That we saw against the Jags. Right. Because there are different versions of Kansas City that we have seen throughout the year. And that's what concerns me. Um, The Chiefs lost a huge player on defense that helps them stop the run. Now you have Le'Veon Bell coming into your house and you can't stop the run. 
that's a problem. And then that's, that's what Pittsburgh's going to do. They're just going to run the ball down their throat. Because I don't think they want, like you said, Big Ben to make those mistakes. Right. Uh, I think Marcus Peters is a great corner. I think Eric Berry is a great safety. So I think they have pieces in the secondary that will help help stop Antonio Brown. Because I don't think you can ever really stop Antonio Brown. No. You can put 12 men on him, which is a penalty, by the way. But you can put 12 men on him. Unless you're playing in Seattle. Can. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Stop making my points for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, Antonio Brown is just very, very talented. So... It was so difficult, and again, we haven't seen the Chiefs in so long. So That's true. Do we want to remember that the Chiefs are great after a bye week and Andy Reid is 19-2? and two? Or do we want to remember that Andy Reid is not very good in the playoffs? Or do we want to remember that Alex Smith doesn't make that many mistakes? Or do we want to remember that Alex Smith, I don't know, if he has only one playoff win? So there's so many identities that the Chiefs have for this game and I can't pick between them so I have to pick the identity that I know yeah. and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers and I would agree I, and I and I don't want to see a Patriots Chiefs AFC Championship Rematch? game <laughs> I don't want to see that because I want I want to see a good game and I imagine the not saying that the Chiefs the Chiefs Patriots game would be bad it just will not be as good as a Patriots Steelers game, right? In the AFC Championship, with all those weapons that Pittsburgh brings against the arguably the best quarterback ever, and will be the best quarterback ever if he wins another ring, right? So that's the game I would want to see, and I would agree. With everything you said before, there's too many identities on on Kansas City, so I'm picking the Steelers as well. Okay. All right, so we have two home victories and one road victory. And the last game that we're going to talk about is a rematch that took place in Seattle. I think it was like week three or four. Yeah, we were um, still wondering it what... it was like, who is Atlanta? Exactly. Is well, Atlanta good? Right. Is Atlanta a trick? Is Atlanta a paper tiger? Is Atlanta the team that we saw last year that started out with six victories and then fell apart? Who are they? So, is this the... Did they lose to Seattle before they beat Denver? I think it was before they beat Denver. Because when they beat Denver, I thought uh, that's when the light bulb came on that Atlanta was real for me. Okay, because Atlanta didn't seem real to me until about midway through their season. Because they would have these moments and then they would fall off again. Like Julio Jones would have these moments and then 20 yards. Yeah, that's true. So Atlanta for me has always been weird. To answer your question, I don't know about the Denver game. I don't. I don't recall. Okay, um, I think so. I think they lost to Seattle and then was able to beat Denver the week after. This choice literally wants to make me die. Um. So the Seattle Seahawks are going into the Georgia Dome. What might be the last game ever in the Georgia Dome? No. Um, yeah, it yeah. could. It could if. By any chance, the Packers do beat the Cowboys. Then and, you would have a second game. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so could be the last game. Could be the, the last game ever. Uh, Russell Wilson played his first playoff game in the Georgia Dome against the Matt Ryan-led Falcons. Matt Ryan's only playoff victory in his career. Yeah. Um. So, the Falcons are not a playoff-tested team. No, they're not. And the Seahawks have done nothing 
but make the playoffs in the last four years. Yeah, yeah they're they're quickly becoming the Patriots of the NFC. Right. Right. They're they're the um, perennial contender. Right. Right. The Las Vegas odds always have them in the top three. Or yeah, four. they're always going to make the playoffs. Right. As long as Russell Wilson's at quarterback and Pete Carroll is coaching, they're going to be in the playoffs. Right. That's just what people think when they think of Seattle. So, but Seattle looks different than when they played Atlanta earlier in the year. Tyler yeah. Lockett is now injured. And Earl Thomas is Thomas now is injured. Injured, right. So, Seattle and CJ Procise is now injured. So, their running game is very different. Their defense looks different. Their wide receiver selection is different. They have an offensive line that was highly susceptible to the Detroit Lions, but the Lions couldn't put up any points. So it didn't really matter in the end. But there there are members of that Seattle offensive line that are turnstiles. And you have Vic Beasley on the Falcons, who pretty much overnight turned into this sack-crazy guy. I think he went from like three and a half sacks last year to 15 this year. Yeah. So that guy woke up and so, now you have did, that yeah. guy coming after Russell Wilson and you can line him up all over your uh, all over Atlanta's defense. I I like Atlanta in this game. And I like Atlanta to be one of the very few teams that can challenge the Cowboys. Yeah, because it's a, because of that high-powered offense right. against that ball control, possession control offense of, of Dallas that's that's always an interesting thing because Atlanta can literally score on will score whenever they feel like it they yes. can score score points very much like New England in that yeah, way yeah exactly except a little bit different because they have more all pros like at the like Julio Jones all pro yeah Matt it Ryan. definitely helps to have him healthy right Mohamed Sanu Mohamed Sanu is is it is a great possession receiver Alex, um, Alex Mack or yeah. Alex Mack. I feel like that's a Nickelodeon show, but he's actually a center that they picked up in the offseason. Right. Um, and Matt Ryan's playing as an MVP, which certainly I would name him the MVP of the year. Probably. I mean, he's it's leaning that way. It's I mean, definitely he's, leaning he's been that there. Way. He's been lights out the whole year. Right. So I hate picking this game. You I think have, it's going to be fun. You, uh, no, and I agree. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. I personally hate picking this game because it's the Falcons, who is a team I don't like very much, and it's the Seahawks, which is a team I loathe. Yeah. Yeah. I can get that. Yeah. I can understand that. It'd be it's like, like you, when the Jets went to those AFC Yeah, it'd be like, like and yeah, it'd be like you picking the who would win in a, who who would win in a game, the Jets or the Colts yeah. in, in a playoff game. You're like, I, I don't want, that. I would, you would hate that. Yes. Yeah. And it's the same way I feel about picking this game. But I am agreeing with you there. Atlanta against that broken defense of Seattle, who's still going to play tough, that no is matter true. no matter what. You got Richard Sherman. You got um, what's his name? Cam uh, Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. Thank you. Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett. You have all those guys on that KJ defense Wright. that are just going to be going lights out against them. They're going to be pushing Julio Jones around. Right. Um, it's that offense for Seattle that I don't know if they can keep up with Atlanta. Yeah. Russell Wilson without his weapons. Jimmy Graham seems to have disappeared. And you Rus- gotta think they gotta know how to play Jimmy Graham at this point, right? They're oh, they Atlanta. play they've played him for two years for the past like six years. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they know how they know how to play against him. Russell Wilson hasn't turned it on like he usually does in December. 
in January. Very true. He he looks anemic right now. Yep. Um, and Atlanta can score at will. It's yeah. one of the. It's one it's of the. So tough. Yeah. Because you have very much like the Super Bowl last year. You had this high-powered offense going up against this high-powered defense, and now you're sitting there going, what do I pick? Well, the only difference between that is I believe that the high-powered defense you're referring to is Denver. Right. They weren't injured going into that game. That is, yeah, Seattle is injured. Point. The, the yeah. Seattle is injured, and the other difference is the other team had a, a better defense than I think Atlanta has right now. Yeah. To, to, compl- gotta, to, that, to complement that. Atlanta that, defense does have to make some plays. Right. The, the the, the the Panthers in the Denver game of last year, Carolina had a very good offense to complement that defense, and Denver had just this huge, legendary defense. Right. So I think Atlanta, that defense may have to step up, but I don't think Russell Wilson's going to be there at 100% to play the game. Yeah, I think so. I think the Lions were a bit of a cakewalk. Right. So, I don't know. So I'm picking Atlanta. Eh, I'm picking Atlanta. Just because that offense is so good and that defense for Seattle is a little banged up. All right. Uh, I'm thinking Atlanta, too. Uh, I think that Atlanta, um, like we've discussed, they have more power. I think they have the ability to tip the scales in their favor, especially considering time of possession. If you hold the ball more than the other team holds the ball, they should win the game. Breaking news. (laughs) This just came out six minutes ago. Wade Phillips to be hired as Rams defensive coordinator. Well, okay. So what is Denver going to do now? Man, Joseph, you got to call some defensive plays. I'm sorry, yeah. but you got to call defensive plays. You got to wow. call some defensive plays, man. What a hire by the Rams. Oh my God, if the Broncos hire Rex Ryan, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm gonna what lose a hire. That's a great hire by the Rams. To, comp- to already have that defense set in place, which is basically what the, the Broncos are, did the year before. They already had that defense set in place, and then they bring in Wade Phillips. Right. And now the Rams, who have the defense set in place, and now brings in Wade Phillips. And now they have an offensive co- uh, head coach. That's really good. It's a good hire by the Rams. It's a really good hire by the Rams. I'm looking forward to the Rams. I can't believe I'm saying this. Well, I'm not, because they still have a terrible quarterback. I'm looking forward to the Rams. Do you think the Rams are going to be on Hard Knocks next year? I don't know if you can be on it two years in a row, but I've been thinking about who the Hard Knocks team is going to be, and I can't pick one. What's the rule? Do you, if you made the playoffs, you can't make it? If you, you made the playoffs within the last two years, you can't be chosen. You can volunteer. Oh, okay. But you can't be chosen by, by the NFL. By NFL, okay. So um, the Panthers are still off. Are still safe. Yeah. Even though I do think that'd be and great. And teams that make um, hire a first-time coach are can't be forced to be on the show. Can't be forced. I was going right. to say because Bill O'Brien was on there, but he had already been hired, right? Right. That was yeah. a couple years ago, so he was there for Yeah, I don't want the Panthers on there, but I do think that'd be great TV. Yeah. Cam. <laughs> yeah, I do think that fun. would be great TV. But yeah, um, no, no to hard knocks for the Rams twice. Okay. It'll be the Chargers. We'll, we'll think about it. It'll the be the season. Chargers. They're hiring a first-time head coach. Oh, shoot. You're right. Yeah. Then it'll be... No, it can't be San Francisco. Um, I have no idea. The Jags, maybe? Because Doug Marone is not a Browns? first-time head coach. Oh, could be the Browns. Could be the Browns. I don't know if anyone would watch it, though. I wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, we'll figure that out. Yeah. So... 
We're going with the Falcons to beat the Seattle Seahawks. We're going with the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Green Bay Packers. Um, of all the upsets that are on the table, I think that's the biggest one. The Packers over the Cowboys. Yes. Uh, we are going for the Steelers to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and the Patriots to beat the Houston Texans. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. If we get this model, if we get Steelers at Patriots and Falcons, Cowboys in Atlanta, that's Falcons a good that's a Cowboys. those are good championship games. Yeah. I, yeah. I would approve that. The only way actually the championship games could be ruined is if Houston wins. <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to happen. That but would be the only way that the championship games can be ruined. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be weird. And if the if the Patriots lose to the Houston Houston Texans, they'll be ridiculed for all of time. Tom Brady can no longer be in contention for the greatest quarterback of all time. Because <laughs> <laughs> he lost to Brock Osweiler twice. You need to, you need to stop Stop? Now. Okay. Yeah, you need to stop now. Yeah. <laughs> uh. If you're looking for more False Start Podcast content, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on our website, falsestartpodcast.com, or on Twitter, at falsestartpod, or Facebook, at falsestartpodcast. You can find me on Twitter, at Kayla Hamill, that's K-A-Y-L-A-H-A-M-E-L. You can find Justin on Twitter, at Ramos or his podcast, The Last Take Podcast, at Last Take podcast on twitter or last take podcast.podbean.com is that right last take.podbean.com okay i think you got it right but okay. you said it weird so I have, i'm just gonna say it last take.podbean.com yeah which is a movie and tv show podcast about movie and tv show, show things. things yeah uh the last episode that came out was the top 10 movies of 2016 yep that is a show with justin and an old co-host steven uh came back into town and recorded their top 10 movies that they saw this year i listened to it i think it's really good and now i have to go see la la land yes you do everyone is telling me to go see it yeah you do so I no spoiler have to as to that. what day is the number one movie of the year, but yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> so I have to go do that before all the football games happen this weekend. So that is where I will be. It's it, it makes me so sad to say this because we only have we only have like ten more games left in the season. But as always, there are only two seasons in this world: football season and not football season. Goodbye. <laughs>